0: Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Youthscape podcast. I'm Martin Saunders, she's Rachel Gardner. How are you today at the start of this new season?
0: (laughs) Well, I was just swilling cold tea around my mouth (laughs) as you started, so I thought that you might have heard and stopped, but you kept going. Yeah. So, there we go. (laughs) I've just finished... Swilling tea around my mouth. That's how I'm doing. I'm doing great. Mainly because you went and got chocolate biscuits in the break. I I did. Can we just... coconut in? Can
1: we talk about the chocolate biscuits? Because this season we're thinking about innovation. And these
0: innovative chocolate biscuits.
1: Someone has innovated the chocolate biscuit here. So um, I'm not going to name the uh, the brand. um,
0: What does the fox say?
1: But uh, they are... They're they're biscuits that have... So they're cookies, but then they've been dipped in in chocolate.
0: Ooh. So they're like chocolate,
1: they're like almost like a chocolate digestive, but a cookie as well. They're
0: chunkier. They are chunkier, And there's only five of them. And there's only
1: five of them left, Rachel. <laughs> I don't believe I've had any yet.
0: You've not. There probably were ten to begin with. Are you
1: doing a little mental calculation here?
0: I am trying to work out how many more. There is, What is interesting about this innovation is that, like, my mother's generation, you'd buy a packet of biscuits. And the idea is that you get the most biscuits you can get in this packet because you're feeding your family. So you want about 50 biscuits, don't you? And you want to only spend about 67 pence. And then our generation think nothing of spending a couple of quid for a lot of plastic wrapping that kind of... Like kind of says to you, look at how amazing these biscuits are, and yeah. presents them. So whereas, like in the past, we grew up with a biscuit where you had to like feed it up out yes, of the wrapper. Yeah, the tube. Yeah, and get and just try and get it out, and it's all crumbled. These like slightly presented to us because they're chocolate dipped, and we go for it. We're I really sorry if you don't have these. a biscuit
1: nearby at the moment because this is really upsetting. <laughs> but um, you did. It's a mindset
0: I, shift, isn't I, it? Though? I I
1: wouldn't normally buy these biscuits. So I'd buy cheap biscuits, but you went. Can you get biscuits, please? And then chunky. I asked which ones, and you asked for the nice ones. I
0: said, "Nice." I said, "Chunky, chocolate yeah. and chunky." Good
1: quality ones, please. Yes, please, thank
0: you very much. The other
1: thing I want to talk about because we're still talking about the biscuits, unbelievably, is what do you do in a situation like this, where you and me and producer Amy, yeah. and there are not quite enough biscuits. I think there are. I think there were like eight or something, or seven, yeah. or seven in the pack. Yeah. Now it's I, I even... get tremendous anxiety about that because mm-hmm. you think, "Gosh, one of us." So someone's going to have three. <laughs> or maybe someone will get it completely wrong and have four.
0: Yeah. And it could all go
1: wrong, couldn't it?
0: I just I just straight away just I'm like, oh I just give up because I just know that all three of us, we love the Lord. Yeah. We're in a Christian context. Is, you, is this that your is, way of asking for the extra biscuit? That is. No, I just think that all, all of us have subconsciously bought into the agreed thing, which is there will be one left over. I'll just give it to Amy. We could give it to Amy, and that. But then that'll be us giving it to Amy. Oh, we feel good. She feels. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost good. like you will all buy into the fact they'll be wastage. Yeah. and that's that's a weird one, isn't it?
1: So, how much of this do you think Amy will cut out this intro? <laughs> Maybe all of it.
0: All of it. So, our theme for this new season is around innovation, yeah. and if you stayed with us. For an earlier episode, you heard us talk about why innovation is a dirty word. And we did the making of. The making of, the making of, the making of. But we've had the making of because like, we wanted to get behind the curtain of this word because it's not a neutral word. No. And yet it's so robbed of meaning, it has become a neutral word, but yep. it becomes one of those zeitgeists. So I think it's fair to talk about the evolution of the innovation of the biscuit because it is. somebody said... Let's yeah. do this differently. What was yeah. the problem that they were trying to resolve? I don't know. Money, well, probably. You're right because they drive to win it. Money. I, I
1: hope they started before the idea. I hope they didn't just start with a shower one day where they thought, "Wouldn't it be nice to have some chocolate on this yeah. biscuit I'm eating in the shower?" Wouldn't mm. that be lovely? <laughs> uh, I hope it didn't start there. I hope it started with them thinking, "What's the problem that we've, mm. we've got here? What's the what's the opportunity here?" And I think it maybe is that people love chocolate bars, yeah, but they don't always want to have a chocolate bar. But a biscuit's not enough. I said, wait a minute, I've got an idea. When we put the two together, Whoa. biscuit that's half chocolate bar.
0: Oh, my goodness. Can I just ask a provocative question? Because, okay, the cynical part of my brain goes, the only reason biscuit manufacturers have done anything clever with their biscuits is not because they're passionate about biscuits. They're like the bottom line. They're like, how can we get more money out of customers oh, wow. for less Product. I mean, that's probably in there, isn't there somewhere? Apologies if you are absolutely bossing it for the Lord in a biscuit company and being an awesome witness, because we need you there too. So I don't want to kind of be dismissive of you personally. But if you lot- are
1: there, get in touch.
0: Get in touch. <laughs> actually, thanks for giving you, um, giving your free time. How awesome to that! But um, is is one of our suspicions in the church of some of these ideas like innovation? Is because actually it's driven by a business mind. Yes. So we want to be a more innovative church because we want more bums on the seat, which yeah. means more people giving money and sewing into this ministry. And so it feels a bit capitalistic. Yes, And no, we're about real. No, we're not innovative. We're about real people and yeah. doing what we've always done, yes. but just doing it really badly.
1: But the thing is, some yeah. people listening to this will think they're just talking about briskets for five minutes, but obviously it was a clever way it's in a clever metaphor. to talking about other stuff. Um, I think one of the big criticisms that's sometimes levelled at wanting to talk about innovation is that it can be a bit product centric.
0: Yes, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah,
1: it's about creating a thing. Or
0: the person is the product.
1: Yeah, that you can sell. But of course, innovation is always person centric. It's about human centred design. That's um, a bit another buzz phrase is human Mm centred design. It's about starting with people and saying what brings people joy? Like what brings people alive? Certainly in the youth ministry application of innovation, it's about what brings young people joy. And so, no, I hope, gosh, I hope it's never about sort of commerce and, and drive. But but I suppose that the, some of the mindsets that we have in the church are, whether we know whether we know it or like it or not, sort of consumeristically mm, driven, yeah. aren't they? Um, so it's something to be aware of, careful yeah. of.
0: And, and how do we measure how innovative we're being? Yeah. What does success look like? I mean, on one level, this is not a very equal uh, relationship in this podcast because I really do feel, Martin, that you've done a huge amount of thinking around this and you don't want to position yourself as a person that's got the answers. I get that. But I, I do want to ask you on behalf of the Youth Ministry Tribe, like mm. not just how do we get the language right, but how do we know if we are being innovative? What, what, what would be the kind of the signals that we're not just like do it, saying we are, but we genuinely are? Well,
1: what are our outcomes in in, in youth ministry. What are the things we, we dream of seeing? Okay. Of course we dream of seeing more young people uh in a transformational relationship with with Jesus. Of course, of course that's what we want, right? We want more. Of course we do. Yeah. But we also want that growth in terms of depth as well. So another thing that we're really interested in is that young people move from just kind of hearing about or get, having a casual understanding of what Christian faith means to owning it for mm-hmm. themselves. Okay? So those are really noble, out, both of them are really noble outcomes. I don't think it's a bad thing to want to grow your youth group or mm-hmm. to have more young people connecting with the work that you're doing. Um, I think you need to be clear about what you're trying to do rather than just having a generic aim you know, to sort of do more stuff, better stuff, like different stuff. Like those aren't really clear aims. And one of the things we do in in terms of innovation processes is we set really clear aims for whatever we're doing at the beginning. They start in that, that kind of problem or opportunity that you've identified right at the start where you've said, I, I see that, you know, in our community there are lots of young people and they've got nothing to do. Mm-hmm. There, there's no provision for them locally. So, so you're going to have some really clear, measurable aims there, not just, well, let's just throw something at it. Let's just, you know, let's just throw some resources at them and see what happens. I think innovation is about saying, OK, what's our hope for these young people that they'll that they'll connect? Of course, you know, the, ultimately that they'll connect with Jesus or connect with church. But back from there, they, they will find something to do with their time that's really positive and and. Holistic and helps them to grow, and you know all those sort of things. So, so rather than just saying, "Let's look young people," let's work with young people. I think we can set really clear aims around that, and they don't need to be consumeristic aims. But sometimes it's okay to have aims that could be identified in other worlds as
0: like numbers, yeah. like yeah, like um, young people on Instagram. I mean, that that's a great yeah. example, isn't it? Do you measure? Is it a good indicator of something? Doesn't be everything, mm. but something that your Insta service for young people online got more followers or more views this time than last week. You know, that can be. I I can hear a voice in my head saying, but we just want to hang out with young people. Like they are over-programmed. They're in school. We we see them once a week in school for a lunch club. You know, the rest of their time is rammed full of assessments Mm. and and we just want to create a space where they just come and hang. And so actually that, I want to resist your language, Martin, because that sounds like we're we're wanting something more from them. Like what Mm. would be your Mm. comeback to that kind of? I think, you know, young
1: people um, do definitely need space in their busy, uh, you know, lives to just stop and be. But you know what? That's a that's a really good outcome in itself. <laughs> yes. So what you're then doing is you're, you're identifying a need and opportunity. You're identifying the fact that young people don't have space where they can switch off. They're bombarded mm-hmm. with choice. They're bombarded with, you know, options. They're bombarded with entertainment and distraction all the time. So you have an aim that is just about... You know, young people having space to disconnect and switch off and chill out and all of those things—that's mm-hmm. a that's a worthwhile aim. It doesn't need to be about numbers. Um, so it just depends. It's always dependent on the situation. Knowing the young people in your in your yeah. area and finding out a way to love them.
0: And it's great, I guess, too, for our volunteers who might be, you know, time poor or coming straight from somewhere else. And just any time we communicate, this is what this group is seeking to do. These are the outcomes. Like, it's just a win win for everybody, isn't it? So innovation good all round i'm going to tuck into another biscuit cuz they're wow. um, they're calling out to me you just
1: raised the game there i just you've... touched one and then yeah. didn't
0: take it yeah you just touched hang on
1: you touch one biscuit, now you've got another biscuit in your hand. Is it's
0: that your? More chocolate chip bits on this yeah, bit but and that now one's got less you're
1: the only chocolate. person who can have the oh, other biscuit.
0: I have done that thing. I have named and claimed my biscuits. I've laid. I've lain hold of the life for which I've been called. You know that thing? You, Sorry, now? just eating the
1: biscuit <laughs> as if that's entertainment for people. Um. So, just did a youth group the other week, and mm-hmm. we had pizza. We had pizza in the the food time. And, um, and, and you know when one kid, like, takes, like, six slices of pizza? And you've, you've, you've absolutely oh, gone no. for it, right? So, you've, so I'll tell you exactly what happened. I'm not going to shame anyone. None of my kids listen to the Escape mm-hmm. podcast. But, um, but, you know, th- you've carefully budgeted yes. enough pizza have. that three everyone slices. gets three slices. Three slices. Three slices each. And then this
0: one kid takes, like, six and no. then runs away with it. Oh. Well, how
1: do you respond in that situation? Headlock. Did you? Ground.
0: No, we had that exact issue in the summer. So it meant that we had two amazing women standing over the pieces looking very fierce. In fact, because of COVID, we had them serving it actually. Uh, so that was the first time that we've not had young people taking the slices themselves. Yeah. But when we get to space so there isn't kind of that stuff, I think it is about hovering. It's about your presence. But I don't know if they've taken it. What can you do? Get it back? You can't get it back. Uh, I mean, I, They've licked it.
1: I like the idea that we let them pick up their own food. So it's a sort of a trust thing, isn't it? Like yeah, we trust we'll you eat their own food. To have your own food and eat yeah. it. Um but yeah, I did chase this kid.
0: Did you? Yeah. Know, did the pizza did it all go everywhere? No,
1: no, after all, I caught up with him and I, I didn't know what to do at that point. because no. I was like, well, you know, I'm not gonna ask for it back. But so it's just turned into a telling off at that point. Yes. And a I, public shaming. I do, I, you know, bec- I'm an older man now, and yeah. that's definitely become me a bit more, the telling yeah. off. I definitely, when I started in youth ministry, I used to avoid it at all costs. Yes. It was in my thirties. I didn't really get taken seriously when I tried to do it. But now, <laughs> now I'm like proper dad you, material. I mean,
0: yeah, you, you are experienced. They take it. They do take it's,
1: it. I, so I, I, it's I'm scary. not sure it was great youth work practice. So I'm but,
0: sorry that I took more biscuits than that. I yeah. will. I that was will, my way of telling yeah, you off. Yeah, it was. It was very good. What I did in the summer though, was chopped up loads of carrots and chopped up loads of cucumbers and said things to young people like, oh, look fresh foods, isn't this amazing and because I am an, I'm the matriarch of the group now I'm an old lady they were all like oh we'll just well, oh yeah we'll eat that stuff so they were coming forward and grabbing handfuls of carrot sticks and cucumbers and and it wasn't until like day three I was like wait a minute if they were doing this with the pizza I'd tell them off but it was hilarious they were like Picking up loads of carrot sticks, picking up, and then just looking at it and saying, now what do I do with it? <laughs> I <It's like> you <laughs> eat it. It goes inside you and it transforms you from the inside out. So wow. There we go. Or next time, just get vegetable pizza.
1: So we've done biscuits. <laughs> we've done pizza. We have. We've, we've rambled about innovation, but thank goodness, to save the day, we have an authentically uh, excellent guest.
0: Oh, my goodness. And this, can I just say, is a masterclass in how you introduce your guest (laughs) listen to this
1: so i think one of the things that really grates with people on this podcast or at the national youth ministry weekend is when we introduce someone as our friend like People find that really irritating, don't they? But the thing is, sometimes it's so true yeah. that it would be disingenuous not to do that. Yes. Because our guest today is something that, someone, someone who we know and she's love dearly, and she is actually she's our friend. She's actually
0: our friend. But like you she's...
1: would actually go and, you know, go and have a coffee with her. Yeah,
0: you would. You'd actually say to her, you know those flights you've just booked on a nice holiday, can I come? Can I come? And she would say yes, because she's our friend. Exactly. So let us introduce to you, yes. welcome our friend,
2: Laura Hancock! Ah, thanks, guys. (laughs) Are we your friends, though? (laughs) Definitely. But I also feel like you get to a friend level with people where you can introduce them, like, in a slightly insulting way (gasps) because they're your friend. So if you wanted to throw in a curveball at any point and be like, this is someone who really annoys us, I feel like our friendship level... Could take that, take that. Yeah. I, I mean i saw something switch on then switch off in martin's eyes he <laughs> just saw them and it was
0: like no i can't because actually she's my friend and and i do we do actually really love you laura no, so, thanks, so i mean that might happen partway way well you know. i
1: totally abused my friendship with laura in that i got to come and speak to my youth group uh just before the pandemic oh, wow. like just before we just squeezed it in. And, uh, and and she came and she she told them about her most important favourite things in the world that they all had to immediately go and check out. And one of the things that she... So she talked about some cake. Was it a Wagamama's dessert?
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, white chocolate and ginger. Yeah, Wagamama's that's it. Wagamama's cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Incredible.
1: And then... But you made them all watch a Beyonce
2: documentary. Yeah, I love Beyonce. Yeah. I really love Beyonce. It's just the point now where I talk about Beyonce and all my friends roll their eyes. But you still get misty eyed.
0: So she was making them listen to a Beyonce video Eating white chocolate and ginger cake. I mean, was there any Jesus content? Can I just I check mean, in here?
2: I think she no, might
1: well have gotten no. them to respond to Beyonce at the end. That's I think fine. if you wanted to yeah. give your life to Beyonce, <laughs> um, that was the thrust of the careful.
2: talk. <laughs> yeah, who are you more enthusiastic about? You yeah. converted to someone in your teenage years. In fact, aren't you? she
1: introduced herself as, as as Laura Hancock from YFB. Um, <laughs> and. And, and that was the whole. There we go. Anyway, sorry, we've anyway, done you a huge disservice. We've, we've there, we've kind of sure.
0: proved that we are no. your friends because we have like real memories of real in-person no, yeah, time exactly. with
1: you. I, I now I know why it's so irritating. I've just realised ah, yeah, it's right. irritating. Like, right, it? come
0: back, come back, everybody that's like tuned out now. But we're so glad to have you joining the podcast. And we realised that in our true. like many multiple years of uh, podcast history, we've uh, this is the first time we've got you on the podcast. Which we were like, what? what? how is that even humanly possible? So I feel history is in the making and we want to chat to you about something that we know is kind of a a big thing for you through your your life and your leadership through Youth for Christ, also on the ground with Andy being a youth worker in your setting, but just innovation, that sense of constantly Mm. thinking and rethinking where is culture going and how are young people connecting with the gospel and what does it look like to disciple them, not for a world that was 20 years ago, but for their lives and their lived experience now. So we're so glad Mm. to chat with you about that and martin's got some awesome questions yeah i see you've just
1: you've just set me up there so so um laura just for those that don't know you and don't know too much about youth for christ do you want to just give us a little introduction there so um you know what is youth for christ and and what do you do and how have you found yourself in the role you're in
2: (laughs) yeah that's a great question so youth for christ are all about seeing young people's lives changed by jesus um We are in local communities all over Britain and uh, we also have a national office in Hales Owen. And so we try to resource the church, resource our local centres in seeing young people's lives changed by Jesus. Uh, We're all about young people meeting Jesus for the first time and doing that in a way that makes sense to them is accessible and through the local church. Uh, So that's really what we do in broad brushstrokes in lots of different forms, um, whether it be through centres or missions teams or digital evangelism or church youth group resources essentially i try to work with those guys to help come up with new ways and exciting ways of telling people about jesus Um, and then in my spare time i volunteer at our church youth group um, where my husband is on staff team at our church and i think i've been there maybe oh gosh it's the same amount of time as I've been married, and I actually can't remember. <laughs> um, I think Round up to the nearest decade. Nervies. Oh, yeah, nearest yeah, decade. That's five my... years. I reckon that's
1: <laughs> it. And and um, of course, Laura. Um, but yeah, no, it's and,
2: good.
1: And Laura, you you uh, many people have heard you speak at Soul Survivor um, and uh, and and other events like that. And I I only mention that as a way into saying that one of my young people, when they, they heard you were coming said to one of the kids who hadn't come to uh, Soul Survivor, oh, yeah, she was really brilliant. She went on stage, she did this talk, and she took all her clothes off. And yes. the, other, the other lad was like, great, I'm coming. <laughs> um, but well, you yeah, didn't, you de- wasn't that wasn't actually Can't true. Take. It's just a slight, it wasn't yeah, quite all your clothes.
2: All of my clothes. And funny moment, I took my makeup off as well as a part of that it. That was it. And... um, there was a guy who saw me the second week. So he'd saw the first talk, then came and saw me before I did it the next week and said, um, my son was horrified at what you look like without your makeup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, wow. Oh,
2: okay, cool. (laughs)
1: Wow. Why did that dad
0: feel that he needed to bring that to you? Oh, he I could have know. served have like, feedback. he could have served womankind brilliantly yes. by raising his son to realise that beauty is yeah. is a whole, anyway, don't yeah. get me started. Wow. I I am mm. raging now. If you were that father, yeah. honestly, why did you bring that to Laura? Yeah. I, lo- I love that you did that. I just think that was it's awesome. And isn't it interesting that what was remembered was that you took your clothes off because what you were doing was about genuine vulnerability. Mm. But in a culture that, sort of links that with taking all your clothes off you're like no actually the vulnerability you saw was makeup coming off but because in your culture that you think oh stuff came off that must be clothes that's what they remembered yeah isn't that interesting what the memory does wow yeah, look how you've made that
1: into a real point <laughs> I just thought it was funny that a teenager had said the wrong word but you've made that somehow the
0: cultural point wow okay so
1: so Laura you um in your role at Mm. at Youth for Christ you said you're kind of um you help to lead innovation across the organization um and um I may have just given you a promotion there sorry if I (laughs) sorry if I did that (laughs) but um but just just talk us through a couple of the things that you've been involved with and one other thing I'd love you just to talk a little bit about the the youth bible that came out a couple of years ago um because there are so many people have seen and loved that yeah um so just first of all let's what have you done like what have you been doing
2: yeah so um we've launched uh intro outro which is our digital evangelist on youtube um the youth bible which you've mentioned was one of those things uh, we've now done a family's bible as well that's coming out in the autumn um and it's just finding as many ways as possible to communicate the gospel in a way that makes sense to young people. Mm. Um, I think in our youth ministry at church as well, we're not afraid to totally like throw our model of youth ministry in the bin essentially and try and start again. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe we've had four quite significant revamps of our of the way that we do youth work in our church um, in the time that I've been there. Um, but it's just, yeah, we've got a few things going on as well in the background at the moment. And I think if you don't look at the pandemic and what it's done to youth culture and realise we have to to some degree respond and reposition, uh, we're missing something. Yeah. So there are a few things in the pipeline at the moment they're looking at as well. But um the youth bible, particularly, was a really fun one actually. Um We started a conversation with the Bible Society and they said that they wanted to redo their youth Bible. And just a few of us sat down and went, well, what kind of Bible would you want to read? Um, And how do we make this something that someone who doesn't know Jesus could pick up and it begin to make sense to them? So essentially, we sat around and had a lot of fun, and I think that's really important in innovation. Um, just had a lot of fun and went, What would really do like draw me to Jesus here? Mm. Um, a yeah. couple of times you've I love it when people are just so on
0: mission and on vision, they, they bring out the same sentence a few times, and a couple of times so far, you've said it's about. Um, helping Jesus young people understand Jesus in a language that makes sense to them that's really mm. important that that kind of not just that we preach this stuff or we share this stuff but it it yeah. makes sense so just like very brass tacks how do you know whether what you are innovating how, how do any of us know if what we're innovating
2: is making sense yeah that's really for young people what what would be some clues or mm, so I've been thinking about this ahead of chatting to you guys like what But in some senses, innovation is really simple. Um, In another sense, it takes perfect conditions and it's a beautiful merge of the two. So I think for innovation, you always need proximity. So you've got to be close to the things and the people that you're innovating for. Um, Innovation is essentially a creative response to a problem. Um, And that's all it is. It's just simple. Um, Spot a problem, get close to it and do something creative to solve it, really. Um, I think one of the challenges of innovation is being like overcome by the problem, but not overwhelmed by it. So you're bothered about it enough to do something about it but not so much that you lose hope Mm. and the element of play and creativity and Mm. fun. Um, so I think when it comes to youth ministry, proximity to young people is absolutely key. Um, and hearing what's going on with them in their world and how they see things, how they view things, because until, you know, their starting point, you don't know where you're journeying them from to get them to Jesus. Um, and so I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. So, so, um, so I think a lot of people will be excited about the idea of innovation and they'll have heard that word and they'll be, they'll be thinking instinctively like, oh, that sounds like what I should be doing um, because it's the big buzzword at the moment, as we as talked about. Um, but is that sort of also where do you start? Like, especially if you haven't got any kind of formal background in, in anything around design or, or, or creativity, you maybe don't feel like a very creative person yourself. And you're running a youth group alongside other things you know how do you just get started with with kind of responding to the needs of young people i mean yes proximity to young people is absolutely vital mm. but but then where do you go where do you go next in terms of actually figuring out what to do
2: yeah that's a really great question um i think listening is really key um I am so aware that I am not young anymore. Like, it's a totally different world. Like, I was sat with some of our young people on Wednesday after youth and just listened to them talk about some of the stuff that's going on in their lives and watched her phone going crazy with messages from someone. Who, in my opinion shouldn't be messaging her but that's a different thing um and you're kind of watching this come in you're watching her respond to this as you're trying to communicate jesus and just immersing yourself in that world and listening is really important but i think also helping to identify what the problem is is important but taking young people on the solution to that problem is important as well Um, because I think I could come up with some great solutions that would be great in my world, but my world is very different to a 14-year-olds world. Um, And so I think it's involving people and not being so arrogant as to think that I can solve the problem and I have the creativity. Um, Collaboration is vital. And I think particularly getting a few young people, particularly ones that get it and going, this is what I've heard. This is the problem I see. How do we solve it together? Um, and having permission to come up with the wrong answers mm-hmm. as much as the right ones as well. Um, and trying some stuff and then going, yeah, that was rubbish, wasn't it? It doesn't, doesn't work. But journey with me. We're going to yeah, get better. Yeah. We're going to get better. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love all that stuff. And I you were saying about the 14-year-old girl and her phone going crazy. There's a, there's a few um, teenage girls on the estate that make their way into our house every Sunday and they just sit... And where they sit, they stay um, Mm -hmm. and don't really say anything, just absorb the family life around them. And then eventually when they disappear... Uh, they messaged me that night saying, oh, it was amazing. I was a I love chatting with you. And I think I, we, we didn't, you we didn't really chat. <laughs> I mean, I talked at you incessantly for about five and a half hours, trying to feed yeah. you. And, um, but just that sense of proximity to young people and really immersing yourself in what they're going through. Mm. I wonder whether the other proximity, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is proximity to other leaders who yeah. are equally yeah. seeking to create spaces yeah. for collaboration, maybe with groups of young people who, don't know they could collaborate so don't mm. willingly or readily or know that their voice matters so it takes quite yeah. a long time to build up H- have you found that in your journey of innovating either with you for christ or church you've had to just somehow get close to other people that are like oh i just to pick up their their vibes their way of doing oh, it oh
2: yeah there are certain people who i just even, even spending time with them makes me think I can do this. Or, yeah, you've got something, your your ministry's onto something there. And it's not necessarily that I want to take what you've got and put it here, but there's elements of that that are gold. And sometimes I think, even with what I said earlier about not being um, completely overwhelmed by a problem, I think sometimes it just takes other people, and knowing other people are in a similar sort of situation to go you can do this we can do this you're not on your own and I think in this season particularly when we're sat in our youth groups as they're coming back together it's really or it can be really discouraging to see the number of young people that are now in the room compared to who mm. were in the room previously mm, absolutely but I think we we can't the the biggest stunt to innovation right now will be us accepting that and losing hope mm. Um, and I think that the challenge is, is that a lot of us as youth workers are on the floor, like we're tired. We've just got through a season of trying to hold a youth group together. You've now got young people back together who are really broken. And actually now being around our peers as youth workers, youth pastors, youth leaders is in- incredibly important because yeah. Yeah. we stand together and go, we yeah. will not accept that this generation is lost to a pandemic We're going back and we're going hard. Come on, Laura. We're going back and we're going hard.
1: Yeah, and you—you're being so positive there. So I'm just going to bring us right back down again. (laughs) Please do, Um, please. And because I was interested, you—you kind of alluded a little bit to learning from failure, Mm. um, and—and I just wondered. I think this is going to be a question that we ask a lot in this season of the podcast. You know, um, how have you uh, felt about things that haven't worked so well? Do you feel like, like, is it true that you learn more from your failures? I feel like that's something we say to make ourselves feel a bit bit better when we're failing. But, you know, is it true that the things that haven't gone so well have actually been instructive and formative or do they just suck?
2: (laughs) Uh, Can I say both? Um yeah, when, how long ago was Oh my gosh, you yeah, I don't know on timelines anymore. But a number of years ago, when we were in our current church, um, the youth group was really tough. Like, re, like me and my husband, as the youth pastors, didn't want to go. So the young people, I imagine, I mean, we've, we are great friends with them now. They're still in the church, a lot of them, and we look back and we laugh. But at the time, it was not funny. It was, it was a really tough environment and they weren't enjoying it. We weren't enjoying it. Um, and it became, showing up became a matter of discipline for us and for them. Um, but we did learn a lot in that time. I would say that was probably one of the most difficult seasons in our youth ministry. Um, but it did give a huge opportunity for us to learn, for us to innovate. And for us to openly say that we've got this wrong and it isn't working. And I think there is a fear in saying that, that it somehow is a comment on you personally, when actually the comment on you personally is to say, this isn't working. So let's try something else. Um, so let's have the courage, the hope, the determination to keep pressing in, even in the light of having to admit that something isn't going the way you'd hope. Um, and so I think it sucked. But at the same time, we learned so much. Mm. And actually, that was one of the, the seasons that made us deeply passionate about young people in the care system, young people who are adopted. And that season then has affected our life now. And so, yeah, wow. both, I would say.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And it's it so funny, isn't it? Just for both of you, like so often, I think in creating this podcast, people are sharing the intersection of the of the life and youth ministry and mm. it is all it's all mashed up together isn't it because ministry is about people and it's about yeah. proximity and it has we have boundaries and all the rest of it but actually mm. god what he often does through the lens of ministry he's also yeah. doing in our lives too yeah. so oh, laura thank you so much thank you for joining on us our podcast today so good thank to you, to you take care Bye. Bye.
1: wonderful to catch up with laura we think through the the wonders of amy's editing we might have been able to remove much of the, oh, the hiss so. and so on so you may not hear what we heard when we spoke to laura so apologies I, if that made yeah, no sense
0: i think we should break the third wall though or the fourth wall or the fifth wall because <laughs> what laura, shape is this room this room is crazy Laura did that entire interview, hearing her voice oh, yeah. in reverb. So when she was speaking, she was... Have you had those experiences where you're yeah. speaking and then your voice comes back to you yes. like two seconds late? So she's extraordinary anyway, but she was doing that with her own voice yeah. in their ear. So Laura, you're an absolute legend because you just kept going. You didn't give up and we love you. We love you. You're amazing. Okay, Martin, talk to us about the giveaways. So, so we've just been, been at, at the Weekend. National Youth Industry Weekend. Weekend. We have, that's why we're tired. Glorious it was. thing.
1: Uh, when we were there we gave away uh, four things to everybody. Every delegate got four things absolutely free. And they're all things that um, you can now buy. So if you, didn't, if you didn't go or you didn't get one or you want to buy more, you can now um, buy most of these things on the, um, on the Youthscape store, uh, youthscape.co.uk forward slash store. Um, but we had four things. I'm going to run through all four. I'm going to remember all four. So we did uh, the uh, Invitation to Belong resource with Urban Saints, um, which is all about inclusion and accessibility. But more than that, like welcome and belonging for young people with additional needs. Really great innovative resource. Um, great team have taken that through a proper innovation process over the last uh, 12, 15 months, in fact. Um, and then we had our um, escape room style yes. adventure IGM, resource yes. with IGM, which is amazing. Again, so much work went into that. Oh, my goodness. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, you yeah, have got that now. It's just going to sit on my shelf because it, it's really good, but it requires a bit of work. Well, yes, it does require a bit of work, but like a, like a good residential, my goodness, you're glad you put in the work afterwards. Um, So I really recommend that to you. And we've got our Theological Reflection resource for youth leaders to help them sort of, it's just like 40 exercises that you can just, you and God, just working through your youth ministry. What a gem, what a a resource that is. And then also the the wonderful folks from uh, Youth for Christ have given us uh, all this family youth Bible that they've family Bible, that they've, uh, they've just created that's brand new, 35 quid, just like fresh off the printer and they've literally the first fruits have been given to the National Youth Ministry Weekend.
0: That's amazing. As it
1: told us to do in the Old Testament.
0: Fantastic. Also, so much stuff. So if you were there, you've got all that nice little shiny resource with you, but yes. you can get these at the places where you get your youth ministry resources. That's right. Absolutely. So do check all There's this stuff It's a bumper haul this year. A that bumper haul. It's
1: an absolutely bumper haul. So we yeah. hope you enjoyed it. And if you haven't got it, you can get it. Yes! Um, That's it for uh, this edition of the Youthscape podcast. She's been Rachel Gardner. I've been Martin Saunders. We'll see you next time.